Today on Locked On Rockies, the season is over. So what did we learn from the most amount of losses in Colorado Rockies history? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Rockies, fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the second day of October in the year 2023. I am your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot. That's what we do around here is talk Rockies baseball, even during the offseason here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find the show on your favorite streaming service. You can find the show on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, and you can find us there. Check in, in the comments, tune in, hang out with us, chat it up. Give me your uh, Rockies hot takes there in the YouTube comments. We'll be reading those throughout the offseason as we continue to navigate what the heck is going on. Today's episode, uh, let's just start the process. We'll dive into player rankings. We'll dive into all that stuff. But I just wanted to take today to be, let's put a bow on things. What did we learn about the Colorado Rockies? I think the three main things that we learned about the Colorado Rockies this season, and they can be broken up into a few things. Positive, we'll see, and honestly negative, because the offensive struggles on the road mixed with the lack of pitching depth, mixed with the lack of ability to get big-name pitchers to Colorado, is something that we've continued to relearn, and I think that was on full display here. But on the good thing, on the good side is, the Rockies might have made one of the best trades in the off, uh, of last year, gotten one of the best rookie players, and have potentially set themselves up for a, a, a nice period of success when it comes to the players that they've gathered. So we're going to go talk about that. We'll talk about everything that's in between here and uh, begin the offseason for the Colorado Rockies. But before we dive into everything today, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So I wanted to take today's episode and basically bring it to bring the season to a close because there's a lot of storylines, there's a lot of things that happen, and then there's a lot of things to focus on with the top of the line thing, the the biggest headline, of course. The Rockies' worst season statistically in franchise history. I mean, this is a team that what didn't produce on offense. This is a team that didn't produce uh, with a pitching staff. This is a team that was terrible on the road. There was a lot that went in and a lot that factored in to why this team lost 100 games. And if and if you're going to look at this as a key moment for the Rockies, if you're going to look at this as a moment to rebound and grow... There is a lot of things that you have to start factoring into that equation because it's a team that is going to look pretty similar. I I think when when, when you look at next year and when you look at the the way too early lineup announcement here for the Rockies as as we look ahead to 2024, there's not a lot of changes you're going to see necessarily in terms of offense. Pitching might be, be different, but... This team has is is it has to look to building depth across the board when it comes to pitching. And and this team has to get better and take more steps forward. There are things to be encouraged by, there are things to enjoy, but I wanted to bring up some some of the offensive numbers here uh from uh, our friend here uh at uh, our, our friend Skylar Timmons of uh Purple Row. 
who brought up some uh, an interesting point here with uh, with the team yesterday. Ezekiel Tovar's 73 RBIs are the fewest ever to lead the Rockies in a full season, the fewest since Justin Morneau's 82 in 2014, and the first season in which the Rockies failed to have a player with 80-plus RBI. The five lowest RBIs to lead Rockies in that category in a full season, Tovar 73 this year, Morneau in 82, 2014, Kadir in 84, uh, Kadir with 84 in 2013, Gonzalez in 85 in 2012, and Atkins 89 in 2005. When you're looking at that, when you're looking there, that can't be the narrative next year. The, the, the Rockies, what we learned from this year is the Rockies need to recapture the title and recapture the mantra of the Blake Street Bombers. This team has a lot of issues to fix on pitching, and, and the team can lean on and, and focus on the fact that the team was decimated by injuries that happened to the, uh, the starting rotation. And this team did have did look completely different in terms of offensive output in the first half of the season. But plain and simple, we need to see this offense as a whole take steps forward. We need to see the Rockies going and 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 step up in slugging, step up in home runs, cut down on home runs, get on base more. Because these concerning, worrying offensive trends for the Colorado Rockies aren't going to get much better. If these players aren't able to make an adjustment and do something different this offseason and get better, get better at handling the off-speed, pitch, the off-speed pitches, get better at having deeper, longer, more professional at-bats to work the pitchers deeper in counts. This team has the glimmers of, of, of promise, but we learned that they ha- weren't able to put it together through solid stretches of this season. Can they do it next year? Can they make adjustments? Will this? Will the team be more mature and more confident in the young core now that they got to play a considerable chunk of time in 2023? I don't think we can sit there and say we learned much about that and we learned uh, we, uh, about the future of the offense and the, the, the true potential of this offensive core. But we can sit there and say that we got extended looks at young guys that before this season desperately needed them. Montero got a lot of at-bats. We did get to see stretches of Tolia at the major league level. Ezekiel Tovar played almost every single day. Uh, you know, uh, and, and, and then the big, the big change of this outfield where we weren't talking about Nolan Jones that much. We weren't talking about Bretton Doyle that much. And, and, and with his... Power resurgence at the end there, Sean Bouchard. I mean, the, the outfield looks completely different. So we learned about these young Rockies rookies as well. But the key main takeaway for, for thing number one about the Colorado Rockies is we learned that this team has potential, has promise, but still has a far length to go. Still has a long way to go to being back to being a competitive ball club and being a team that's going to go blow-to-blow and toe-to-toe with some of the best teams in the majors. I feel more confident in the young guys in the Colorado Rockies after 2023, but I'm not overly confident in the future of the Colorado Rockies if this is the team. All The Rockies are asking for a lot if everyone's got to progress and take steps forward. If you're leaning solely on these guys and you do nothing to address the pitching staff the and and some of the other offensive woes of this team 
But by bringing Charlie Blackman back, by having the Chris Bryant contract, by seemingly being committed to Rodgers and McMahon, we learned that this is the Rockies. This is most likely the Rockies of 2024. But have we learned to be overly confident in this team as an offensive unit? No, we haven't. We've seen flashes. We've seen promise. But I don't think we saw enough this year to sit here and overly say that given a little more time, given some adjustments, this Rockies offense is really going to be a team that can go and, and outslug some of the best in the business, especially when you're seeing teams like Atlanta and L.A. that have multiple 30-plus home run hitters, 100 RBI generating P, uh, players, and things of that nature. It's a big downstep for the Rockies to go from a player from 100 RBI last year in, in, in C.J. Krohn to their highest player being in the mid-70s. And I'd like to hear more from Bam Bam in the in the offseason to, to figure out what they're going to do and address this and what the Rockies plan to do to make it so that they're going to be a bigger threat on offense. As for pitching, we learned that this team doesn't have pitching depth. We learned that this team and the issues in the minor league system of not having enough starting pitching depth are on display. And we learned that this team wasn't prepared to handle a, a massive catastrophe to the starting rotation because that's what happened. Every single starter got hurt outside of Jose Arena, and you moved on from Jose Arena. That's a problem, too. And that's a problem the Rockies aren't going to have an answer to anytime soon, unless if they get real aggressive somehow and real convincing this offseason. So that's takeaway number one. But I want to take uh, to focus on uh, that was kind of the big picture takeaway. But I think this in segment number two, I want to focus on something that might be the most important storyline of the year. And it's the fact that the team punted at the deadline. The team sh the team embraced a rebuild. And it might seem like they, 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 it, maybe it opens up the door to be more willing to do so, to build up your team. And the team might just be showing a more embrace and willingness to trade as well. Let's dive into that coming up in segment number two of today's episode of Locked on Rockies. But before we do that, folks, game time. Love game time because they helped me get to the all-star game this year, and it was so easy to use and so simple. And I was I was checking tickets up until 10 minutes before first pitch. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big events. Game time's got great last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Not only are their deals great, like they like I said, they give you an image of the seat. Something that I love about game time is it tells me where I'm sitting where I can check out uh, views I can check out different areas that makes me feel so much more confident when I'm going to pull the trigger and get me some tickets especially when I'm going last second they got great deals like I said all the way up till the start of the event take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D. O-N-M-L-B for $20 off. That's Locked On MLB if you want the real deal code. Demo download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Where you can find your team every day. You can also find us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, and that is the easiest way to help the show grow. If you like, if you want to help the show, if you like the show, your subscription to 
Locked On Rockies on YouTube is the best thing you can do. Really, really appreciate that, and uh, really appreciate everyone from t- for tuning in this season. It was a tough season. I mean, it, it was. A, I, I think this was a season that was very, very difficult for the real deal Rockies fans, and 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 yes, the ones and, and ones that want to like this team, want to support this team, but their apathy level has grown so much because of how the team has approached the, the the operations, how this team has been constructed, how this team has operated for most of its 30 years of existence. So did the team show us enough in their change of philosophy this year when it comes to trades and veteran players to buy a bill of good faith? We learned this year that the Rockies were more willing to make trades than we thought. I didn't think the Rockies would make as many moves as they did this year, including the ones for Nolan Jones, or including the one for Nolan Jones. This is the thing to focus on, I think, the most when it comes to the Rockies as an organization. You can look at the field, you can and 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 dive into that stuff and 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 only focus on 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 that level and there. But I think the biggest storyline for the Rockies this season. Was the was the was the uh, the admittance of uh, of being bad? Was the team willing uh, the, the team willing to trade away veteran players on expiring contracts? They don't do that. They've never really uh, and and to make the amount of deals they did to bring in the level of players back. That's the thing to focus on. That's the thing I sit there and I give the Rockies credit for. But it needs to be more than that. It needs to be more aggression on that side of the organization. Now that you've shown me that you're willing to trade and embrace and go with these young guys, what does this team do to address the pitching situation? And how much is this team, what investment is the team making in 2024 and the offseason of 2024 to prepare themselves for their next window? Does the team think 2024 is the start of the window? Mind you, this is a, comes from the team with an owner that says they can play 500 ball every single season that he's ever owned the team. Certainly wasn't the case this year. But that's the big thing. That's the big second thing I, that I think we can say we learned. We learned that this team was willing to punt. This team was willing to trade. This team was willing to go young. And that's a good thing. When the, the, the best silver lining in this year, outside of Nolan Jones's performance probably, is the fact that the team decided to be different at the trade deadline. We would be having a much different conversation about the Rockies and a much different conversation about the organizational philosophy and outlook of this team if they didn't if they stand if they stood pat at the trade deadline and didn't make some moves. Instead, they made multiple moves. Instead, they really went after things. Instead, and I don't know, maybe there were better deals or this or that. I don't think that you can sit there and and count them as a negative from what the Rockies gave up and what they opened up the possibilities for. With those trades, you opened up the door for Nolan Jones to be your everyday outfielder. You opened up the door for uh, for Montero to get in the lineup every day. You opened the door for things to be easier when Chris Bryant came back and was filling in one of those roles. And for Charlie Blackman's return as well. There are things to sit there and say and, and give this front office some credit for this year when it comes to their approach. However, 
This is where we're at. And this is a team that eventually, at a certain point in the year, had to turn to Chase Anderson and Chris Flexen and, and Ty Block and, and all these names that don't bring confidence in you as a Rockies fan about the state of your pitching staff. Now that this team, the team admitted and punted there, but will this front office ever really hold itself accountable? We learned this year that the Rockies front office was willing to do something different than it has in the past, but now what? How do you respond when it comes to your organizational structure, how you run the team, and how the team is run in response to the worst season in Rockies franchise history? How do you respond when you look at your starting pitching uh, rotation and you look at the fact that it's going to be banged up entering the year next year? How are you going to fix that? And can you confident, feel confident in the Colorado Rockies pitching uh, or staff to get something done? To, get, to, to, to entice someone to come to Colorado? To bring someone in? I don't think they have it there. I don't think that there's a lot of confidence in 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 in, in the, the the front office for bringing in the players to fix the positions that they need or changing the staff up to get something different. I, I mean, wh- can we sit there and 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 have full confidence, full confidence in how this team is being coached and prepared for games when they were completely outmatched in some pitching matchups? This team striking out an ungodly amount, this team being a, a bottom-of-the-league performer in offense, bottom-in-the-league in terms of pitching. While we, were, while we learned that this team was willing to do something different, is it willing to shake things up enough to really usher in a new era of Rockies baseball, an era of change for Rockies baseball? And I don't think it is. The loyalty runs far too deep, far too deep, amongst the, the the people within the front office and within this organization that anything really is going to change about the organization itself. But when we're looking about things that we learned, when we're looking at takeaways from, from 2023 specifically, we saw a Rockies team that did something it hadn't done in the, in the past few seasons and for a good chunk of its, of, of its existence as a ball club. So credit where credit's due there, But my hesitancy, just like it is with this line of construction, just like it is with the question marks regarding the offense and the pitching, still remain, uh, still are large, still loom. I'm still sitting here lacking in overall confidence in the decision makers for the Colorado Rockies. And the situation they're in, reputation, Record, performance, is a situation that's self-created. The Rockies got to the worst season of all time because of their continued reliance on hiring from within, not changing their system, not embracing new strategies, and not doing things differently. So, while I'm encouraged and while I was happy to see that this team did something different at the deadline, I'm still holding my breath for this team to do something massively big massively game-changing, and something that will really open our eyes and bring a lot of confidence and change the apathy towards the Rockies. Because this team, I mean, it. we can find the silver linings, but the issues still remain. And I think the most, the, the, the deepest rooted issues with the Rockies still remain within the front office of that building.
All right, uh, let's take one more look, one more takeaway here from our initial season recap here. And uh, it has to do with attendance. It has to do with people. It has to do with this team. We were reminded yet again of the unique situation that it's in and the possibilities that it's in. And we're also reminded that this team does have potential. Let's dive into that in segment number three. This is the Locked on Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, you're in the right spot. That's what we do. Even in the offseason, we're talking Rockies baseball right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. You can also find us on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel, where your subscription is the easiest and best way to help the show grow. Really, really appreciate uh, all of the support here this year. I know it, it, it was a tough year to be a Rockies fan, and we had a, a lot of Rockies fans uh, join in, communicate, tap in, comment, be part of the show. Lots of great stuff uh, from Rockies fans this year. And uh, b- before we before we dive into our final topic, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, to everyone involved with putting Rockies baseball on all season long from the, the broadcast teams, both the radio and the TV side. Something we will continue to monitor and watch this offseason for the Rockies is what happens to their broadcasting rights, what happens with their broadcasting team, where will we be watching Rockies baseball next year, and who will be covering Rockies baseball for us next year. That is something to watch and keep in mind. So uh, before everything in the offseason gets too far away, I want to thank each and every one of the people that uh, from from the from the on air talent down to the board ops and the and the people that uh, help make things happen on on every on all of those broadcasts, because it is a grind to go through the baseball season. It is a grind to work baseball and be part of baseball teams, uh, media coverage. So really wanted to, uh, to give a, a, a quick little shout outs to them. Cause just seeing the pictures from Spilly, just with every drew Goodman saying everything's still to be determined. It's sounds like things are very much up in the air when it comes to the Rockies and broadcasting next year. So, so we'll have to keep our eyes on that. Um, but there's all, there's eyes on the Rockies. That's the last thing I, I, my, I, we learned again. It, it, and I think most of the things we saw this year were reminders of the Rockies, but outside of the trade deadline, that's why I think it was the big one, of, at least for me, the big takeaway, the big storyline, the Rockies went up in attendance this year. It's not good. That's not the approach. That's not the philosophy to, I, and I get it. You can be mad and see that the Rockies draw attendance and you're like, what is happening? It's it's because the Rockies are such an, uh, the, the Rockies benefit so much from the new rules the rockies are that's really what should be the last thing we rules that we the rockies benefit greatly from the new rules new people get a chance to go to colorado and a chance to see the team and they that's who's filling the stadiums that's the thing you have to and i know that doesn't matter mean in the in the pocketbooks of dick momford but when you're looking at those attendance numbers when you're looking at that you know how much of that is 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 people from outside of Colorado or people that have moved to Colorado that have gone there and, and, and good. I'm glad that there's support. I'm, I like seeing a full ballpark. I mean, it, 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 it answers some questions that, and, and fixes some problems that you don't usually have, but that's the, the, the opportunity, the possibility. It's all just waiting right there. People want to watch the Rockies. People want to support the Rockies. People want this team to be good. And soon, hopefully, maybe, I don't know, it'll eventually be let's go Rockies cheers 
that ring loud and true throughout Coors Field other than let's go X team from LA or Chicago. Uh, just to follow up on 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 that here uh, with the attendance numbers. 33,375 at the finale. This is from Patrick Saunders. 2,607,935 fans this season, and that is up from 2,574,560. People are more interested in baseball. People are more interested in going to Colorado to catch baseball games with the Rockies because their favorite team is finally going through Colorado. The Rockies have to capitalize on these opportunities. They're capitalizing on that end, but can they capitalize and build the audience? That, I'm not too certain about. Last little thing, and this is something we'll dive into more. What we learned about the Rockies this year, they got legit young guys. And Nolan Jones might be the most legit one out of all of them. And we'll be talking about Nolan Jones and all the rookies a lot more throughout the offseason. So don't go anywhere. You can find us on your favorite streaming service because that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we got a crossover episode with Locked on Twins coming up tomorrow. Recap the series, look ahead to the postseason, and talk Twins and Rockies. All that good stuff here on the uh, tomorrow's episode of Locked on Rockies. But in the meantime... Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for finding us on your favorite streaming service. For your second listen of the day, why don't you go check out the Locked On Buffs, the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, and Locked On Nuggets podcast. There's lots going on in Colorado sports that you need to stay up to date with. And the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered. Folks, until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.